Hey there, and welcome to the Unlikely Artist Podcast, where I'll teach you how to gain the freedom you need to become who you want, instead of who you've been telling yourself you need to be. I'm Heather Kerr. I went from international tax to art and coaching because those are the things I've been yearning to do. Listen in to find out how you can start doing what you love to in slow, easy steps each week. Let's dive in now. Welcome back, Savvy Souls. So one of the most challenging things I struggle with, my clients struggle with, and I think many of us struggle with is giving ourselves the permission to want what we want. It's sometimes so hard to rise up against the tyranny of other people's opinions. And the thing is, it's a tyranny that's not real. It's created by our fear of judgment. So today I want to talk about an easy and fun way to start chipping away at this tyranny by examining how we show up in the way we dress and the way we groom ourselves. It's this ability to free ourselves to wear what we want and style ourselves the way we want that will help us feel free and authentic and unleash us in other areas of our lives. I want you to know this is no small thing. This is no trivial thing because there's this famous maxim and I think it's a maxim because it's true and it's how we do one thing is how we do everything. So today let's start with something that's easy to control like dressing and master that skill and this will give us the permission to want what we want and have that leak into other areas of our lives. So I want you to know, for the dudes listening, this is definitely not just a chick thing. And for the anti-fashionistas amongst you, it's in no way a fashion thing either, as you'll see. What it is, is a soul level statement we make about ourselves to ourselves. Not how we're showing up in the world to everybody else, but how we're showing up for ourselves. That's what I want to talk about today. So I want to start by considering the profoundly moving essay by a guy called Wesley Morris. He's a New York Times critic, and you can hear his story on the June 13th New York Times podcast um, called The Daily. And the name of the podcast episode is My Mustache, Myself. This is an incredible episode, and I'll include a reference to it in the show notes. So what happened is Wesley grew a mustache, I think, as part of a COVID reaction. And people had a lot of views about his mustache. A lot of them were negative. Oh, it looks creepy. It's like, oh... I guess you've adopted the porn style or, hey, that's, that's too gay. But what started out as a COVID exercise resulted in a profound shift in his thoughts about his identity and his connection with his black heritage. It connected him, this 
act of growing a mustache connected him to powerful black leaders and change makers and thought leaders and also eventually to the many mustached men of his family clan during the first half of the 20th century. His simple act of growing a mustache had him take deep stock of his own acculturation and reconnected him with a legacy of men he admired. So you have to listen to this podcast episode. It's his mustache became his entry into a deeper knowledge of himself. And the way you dress can be also your entry into a more profound knowledge of yourself. How we dress is a reflection of our own sense of our self-connection and how free we're willing to be in the way we show up for ourselves. When I started my professional life, I was quite young. I was 23 and in my first career, I was an economist and I joined the federal government of Canada in the finance department and it was mostly men and more than anything, especially because I looked really young. In fact, when I was that age, I was 23, I was asked out by a 15 year old in a record store, but I digress. Um, and so looking young and being female, I wanted most of all to be taken seriously by the men around me. So I did what many women in the office did at that time. I donned women's versions of men's suit sold by Harry Rosen and also the same loose silk bow-tied shirts sold by Harry Rosen that were popular for women trying to fit into a men's world. Now there was nothing in the way I dressed that was about me. I was dressing purely for the people around me to make a certain impression on them. I think at that time, the motto was dress for success. So roll forward a few decades. Around the time I turned 50, I had the thought, I'm a middle-aged woman now. I don't have to be wor worried anymore about being too sexy or about being taken seriously. I can dress however the F I want. So, and because of the course I'm going to be describing later, this isn't a clean episode. So I apologize for those of you who are used to clean episodes coming from me. Anyway, I chose to change the way I, I showed up in the office that, that I worked in, in front of the clients, in the boardroom. I wanted to be more funky. I wanted to dress for surprise. I decided to wear five-inch heels and Italian suits and dresses and wear things in surprising combinations. And this kind of lit me up. I felt so confident and so powerful and edgy and even a little sexy. And it just instilled such confidence in me. I was suddenly dressing for me. I wasn't worried about the men around me. I wasn't worried about what any of them thought. I wasn't worried if I was taller than them or anything else that I used to worry about. And it shifted me in a way I think that 
directly led to me being offered a leadership role because of how I felt within myself. Take myself forward another few years when I left my job to paint full time. And that led to a few years of me donning jeans and sweatpants, shirts and sweatshirts. And my thought was, nobody sees me, doesn't really matter. I forgot a fundamental thing. I forgot to dress for myself. I forgot that I get to see me in the mirror every day and it matters to me. When I became a life coach after that, I decided to add a bit of makeup and some earrings and my thought was, that's good enough. My clients will accept that. They see me just on Zoom. They just see me from the shoulders up. I don't have to be fancy. And again, I didn't ask myself, Heather, do you love it? Do I love it? I never asked myself that. Well, this January, everything changed. I had gained the COVID-15. My clothes were all tight and I didn't feel very good about how I looked. And I heard somebody who calls herself the Technicolor Priestess interviewed by my coach on her podcast. And this Technicolor Priestess, her name is Ijene, was offering this course. And it was how to find things you love to wear in your closet. And I forgot the name of the course, but it was something like develop your iconic style in your closet. And it was a four week course. And our first session had us crowded into our, each of our own closets over Zoom. And she took us through a process. First of all, we just learned how to identify what colors and shapes and moods and feelings do we most love? Secondly, when we take that part of us, the part of us that's identifying with the things that we love the most, scan our closet, look at each item and say, is this item a fuck yeah? And if it's not, we don't keep it. We either throw it out or we donate it. We don't have a closet that has things in it that our body doesn't light up when we see and say, yeah, that's a fuck yeah. Then we go online to some cheap stores and we add fun pieces and accessories that call to us. Again, based on these criteria, only of what we absolutely love. And then every day we wear what feels good and we match crazy things together because they feel good. The only test ever, is it a fuck yeah? So Ijene's course changed so much about the way I felt about myself. I realized what other people thought of how I show up and what I look like isn't what matters. What matters is how I feel inside. When I get up every day, if like on the weekend, I was going to the dog park and I was painting, I wasn't seeing anybody else. 
but I chose a maxi dress and some elegant earrings. And that's what I wore because I was dressing for me. I wasn't dressing for anybody else. And some days when I'm on coaching calls, I might feel like wearing a comfortable t-shirt and a jacket from a evening gown that I have. I get to wear whatever the fuck I want because it lights me up and makes me feel good. And then I carry forward that energy with me throughout the day. And it feels amazing. Eugenie's course changed my view of reading glasses. So I realized, well, when I'm showing up on screen, I'm always presenting myself with reading glasses on. And I realized what percentage of the time I'm wearing reading glasses. My thought used to be like, who cares? They're just reading glasses. But then I realized I care because these reading glasses are so ordinary, so blah. I used to buy all my reading glasses from Shoppers Drug Mart. They always have a good selection of 2.5 uh, level magnification, and that's all I cared about. about. I'd been looking fine, which is a pretty low bar. It's like, you know, when you meet somebody and you're crossing paths pre-COVID, when you actually talk to people that you'd meet on the street and you ask each other how you're doing and each one of you says, oh, I'm fine. And it's like the most incredible things could be happening in your life or the biggest traumas. And you say, I'm fine. And what you're really saying is, I'm not really engaged in this conversation. I don't really care to share anything real with you. And it makes us feel disconnected and unengaged, uninterested, uninvested, bored, and just flat. And I don't want to dress in a way that's just fine. I don't want to dress in a way that makes me feel disconnected, unengaged, uninterested, uninvested, bored, and flat. I just don't want to feel that way. I want to feel unleashed, artistic, fun, and empowered. So I went to an online store that Eugenie recommended that sells funky, exotic reading glasses in thick frames, cat's eye glasses, aviator frames, all shapes and colors, like multicolored, sparkly, everything. So I went onto that site and I bought 10 pairs of totally different, totally fun glasses. They have this try on feature, so you can try on dozens of pairs ahead of time and just look at yourself, go, how do I feel when I look in the mirror? If that's what I were to see, how would I feel? And that's how I decided what to get. I didn't decide what would match with my clothes. I didn't decide what would look professional or seriously coachy or authoritative. I just figured out what lit me up. So here's my daily ritual. I decide every day, hmm, do I feel like dressing up or do I feel like being casual? Just like as in the examples I mentioned before, completely unrelated to what I'm doing or who I'll be seeing. How do I want to feel? And then I decide what kind of basic item do I want to pick that feels really good? What can I add to that item that feels a little funky and a little fun because that always lights me up? And what makes me feel amazing today? And then the final piece is, what, which of my 10 pairs of reading glasses 
makes me feel so fun and delighted with myself. And I pick that one. One thing I don't ever ask is, will other people like it? That's the most important part. I'm not trying to figure out what's in style or cool or trendy. I'm not researching latest reading glass trends. I'm not doing any of that. I'm just deciding what feels good. I only need to impress me. I don't even need to listen to my inner critic. I just say to her, thank you for your views, but you don't get a voice here because you're not part of what lights me up. I'm only listening to that part of me. I just ask myself, do I feel an instinctive fuck yeah? So in Ajani's course, we all discovered that when we dress only to make ourselves happy, we show up differently in every part of our lives. We show up feeling liberated and free and validated because we're doing what we want. So savvy souls, I want you to try this exercise. When you dress in the morning, first decide how you want to feel this day. How do you want to feel for yourself? And then look in your closet and ask yourself, what kind of leaps out to me that I could wear today? How would I feel in this? Is it matching how I want to feel? Is it totally amazing? Does it reflect me? Does it feel fun or does it feel bold? Or whatever feeling I want to create. Does it feel like if I wear this, I'm putting who I am today out there and absolutely refuse to wear something that doesn't meet the criteria of how you want to feel. If you do the small act, you're creating an energetic expression of yourself to yourself. You're shifting your own brain. You're shifting yourself out of a rut of choosing things for other people. You're digging into who you are based on your intuitive understanding of what you like, what, you, what lights you up. You're making up what you want to be your guide and you're following that. When you expand your wardrobe, wear what you want. Allow yourself to dress in a way that feels amazing. When you throw on crazy things, you know someone else will judge you for, but you feel great in. You will feel so powerful. You will feel so proud of having your own back and loving what you love. You will be unleashing you to find out aspects of who you are. You will be unleashing you to explore who you are in all areas of your life because Savvy souls, how you do one thing is how you do everything. So savvy souls, thank you so much for paying attention to this whole episode that you weren't expecting about dressing. And I think it's a fun episode. I think there's a lot of juice here. And just like my previous episode about decluttering your space and how changing the space around you has 
it is so helpful in creating energetic shifts for you. Think about dressing the same way. You are dressing for you and you're learning how to be you and love what you want. If you love the podcast today, I would really urge you to go and share it with your friends, anybody who you think might benefit from what I have to say. Uh, help other people unleash themselves to be who they are and love what they want. And one of the things I love is you guys. Love you. Come back next week. Have an amazing week. Be yourself. So if you're energized by the possibilities you're hearing about on this podcast, but you're wondering how it's possible to actually make what you've been fantasizing about doing actually happen, I'd love you to join me for a free strategy session where we'll talk about coaching together. We'll explore how you can start making what you want possible by taking small, easy steps that add up to something amazing. Just click on the link in the show notes below this episode to book your free call. I'd love to meet you live. And all my listeners, remember, it's finally your time to do what you want.